0: <laughs> it's the intro. A wizard is never late.
1: Uh, the early show later. Uh, how does it go? I think it's a pretty. That's good. roughly. That's roughly the intro. Then you ask about the levels. Levels? Or do we have the levels? Jeremy? I said they're pretty Hello? good. 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 Okay. And then so, you say
0: what number we're at?
1: Episode seventy of the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. I'm Jeremy. And today this episode is entitled. mundane calendar
0: i like that okay that's good let's go with that all right we're still experiencing some uh network drive problems so we don't have our um special effects that make the show pop but that's fine we were able to access the uh um the phone calls and the bits from the program so that's going to be fun what is our table of contents today
1: well, our table of contents includes we uh, have a really great uh, story of Wheatus's teenage dirt bag. Jeremy, you did a deep dive with a documentary on Vice. Yeah, so good. And it's really interesting hearing uh, the, you know, not even the full story of that song, but some really integral parts.
0: Really, the, the, what, the, the part we share on the radio is going to be the core genesis of how he first thought of the song. A guy named Brendan, the lead singer in the band. Um, the documentary goes into you know where the riff came from, you know some of the other characters and ideas. But uh, we'll just begin with the true crime connection between this song and history. Which yeah. Which is pretty cool.
1: And also we're going to be talking about forgetting your pin for your credit card or debit card. Yes. Because tapping is just so... Uh, ubiquitous and if you you know haven't had to use your pin for a number of months sometimes you forget it and then when you do need it that's a problem
0: reminds me that I gotta order a new debit card so thank you
1: ah, you're welcome but we're gonna start off the podcast today talking about mundane calendars
0: harp gliss
1: Bring. <laughs>
0: My daughter loves this band.
1: Yeah, she loves the Arctic Monkeys.
0: She's not awake right now, though, so I didn't play it for her at this moment. Mm. There's no way she's awake, but uh, she loves Arctic Monkeys. Oh, Arctic Monkeys 4 year was good. like, why don't you bring Maddie to the radio station? Then she can come on the radio and talk about Arctic Monkeys on the TV. And I was like, nah, nah close enough for you. Uh, <laughs> Arctic Monkeys, why'd you only call me when you're high? You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy on 1027.
1: What's this mundane calendar? I saw this story of a guy in Redditch in England, wherever Redditch is, I'm not sure. But he has made a calendar of benches of Redditch, just, you know, like, benches they're not the benches big... of redditch yes and apparently this calendar is taking britain by storm and the article says the unique dullness of his subject matter has struck a chord with the british public and he's now grappling with hundreds of orders while his flat has turned into a full-time calendar factory
0: uh, it just sounds so england to me this and, is just oh. the most english story i've ever heard
1: yes exactly man he...
0: makes boring calendar takes country by
1: storm wow <laughs> wow so So British, so English. Uh, So this guy, he, I guess he's a, you know, he's a photographer. He also has a, he was a printer. So he has the mechanisms to make these calendars. So not only has he, does he have this bench calendar, but he also has, uh, he has one of his calves. He made a calendar just of his calves. So every month. Like his, on his leg? Yes, like his lower half of his legs, his calves. He's got one. That's I think that's really fantastic. I enjoy that one a lot. Um way to go,
0: bud. You don't skip leg day. (laughs) No.
1: Made me wonder what would the mundane Metro Vancouver calendar look like? I mean, what subject matter would we want in the mundane Metro Vancouver calendar?
0: (laughs) We could do the brunch lines of Vancouver. Yes. The calendar. Oh. Just driving around on a Tuesday when everyone should be at work. But, nope, it's 11 on a Tuesday. They're lined up at jam. Which location? Both. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, that would be good. Although, I don't know. I That could I, be too
0: dramatic for a mundane. That could be too dramatic. Y-
1: yeah, I think you're right, actually. How about
0: land assembly signs? Oh, I like that a lot. Uh- you just.
1: Because a lot of the land assembly signs, too, they have graffiti on them and stuff. So it's like there's art.
0: Art on the art.
1: Yeah. And I think it's like a multi-layered sort of mundane thing.
0: And they often have the uh, realtor uh, headshot in them as well. Yes. I feel like actually realtor headshots could be an interesting we all get our real estate agent calendar, but what about a calendar of real estate agent headshots?
1: Ooh. There's
0: an art to that.
1: I think so. A so lot too. of
0: money to be made for As, those headshots. Especially
1: when it's like a group, you know, group Ooh. of them. You know, it's like the like the uh the, the whole team. team. Totally. totally. I like that.
0: I like that. What do you guys think? If we were to make a mundane headshots of Vancouver calendar, what would be your selection?
1: Call or text
2: Karis and Jeremy,
1: 604-280-1027. Call or text Karis and Jeremy, 604-280-1027. Adrian, if you were going to have a calendar of mundane things in Vancouver, what would you want? Would you want one of land assembly signs, brunch lines, raccoons in garbage bins, discarded coffee cups, or bike lanes.
0: Definitely the brunch lines. Land assembly lines are pretty depressing.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But they can be art. They can, especially when people do graffiti on them, then and they become art.
0: the beautiful headshot in there. Yeah. I like the time too when there's a whole bunch of them down the road, but they're all different real estate agents. Are they working together or against each other? Mm, I they're, wonder. They're always colluding.
1: <laughs> but I brunch lines, that's great. I love it. Forgetting your PIN for your debit and credit cards is a thing. And it's pretty awkward when it happens. Hey, it's The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy, 705. This happened over the weekend to my husband.
0: So I'm not the only one. I also forgot my pin.
1: Well, and when you forgot your pin for your debit card, weren't you in America?
0: Oh, yeah, I was in San Francisco, and I was just like, ah, I totally forgot it. So I called the bank, and they're like, oh, you got to come into a branch. I'm like, cool, do you got one in San Francisco? And they're like, no, and I'm like, cool. (laughs) You know, help me bank.
1: So my husband, Danny, was buying a lot of groceries over the weekend, which very awkward timing. But we had literally no food. And so he was he had a fairly substantial pile of groceries and he couldn't tap. He had to use his pin. And he completely blanked. He's like, I haven't used my pin in a year and a half. And he said he's just strictly tapped. That's amazing. Yeah. And so he, so he couldn't remember it. So I get this phone call and I'm like halfway across town doing something completely different. And he says, uh, so I, I'm stuck at the grocery store. I, I don't know if I can actually leave. And all the groceries have gone through. They've been rung up. They're in bags. Like, I'm just awkwardly standing here, and I forgot my pin. He got locked out of the credit card because he tried multiple times, and they're like, eh, no, you can't try anymore. Thankfully, though, he did then remember his debit card pin, and that ended up working. But, I mean, that, that was like a fluke because he says he almost forgot that. Like, it was, he took it the second try for him to get the pin for his debit card. Oh, my God. So it was like a situation where I was going to have to just leave everything and, you know, haul ass over to where he was and try and rescue him from the I grocery can, store. I can't believe you didn't yell at him being like, you forgot my birthday.
0: <laughs> and then you find out it's not your birthday is the pin. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> the early sh- There we go. Some music from Shins doing new slang. It's on 1027 The Peak. Karis, I was watching a documentary yesterday on my all-time favorite song, Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus. Okay. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll watch this 25-minute uh, documentary, the story of Weedis' all-time jam, Maybe their only song that anyone could name if you had to name one song by Wheatus. Yep. And uh, the song has a lot of depth. I didn't fully appreciate. You listen to the lyrics and they talk about the neighborhood kind of bully getting the girl. And uh, Brendan, the lead singer of Wheatus, like, oh, she doesn't know what she's missing if she wasn't into me, right? Yep. He says that the song's total fantasy. There was no Noel. He was a nerd. He commuted like an hour and a half to his private all boys school. He's like there was no Noels period. Um, it was all fantasy. He was uh, the song is basically him just like wishing he had a more normal high school. What happened was, um, and the song is based on a true crime event that happened in his small town, where a guy who lived on his block, I don't know if he drove an iROC, stabbed a person to death. Oh dear. His mom freaked out and sent him to this private school an hour and a half away. So he didn't get to go to the local high school in his town.
1: So that's had, why that's why he had to go to this private school.
0: That's why he had to go to this private school. So he kind of tells the story. Uh, and it was a very famous story in the 80s. And that's what originally inspired the song Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus.
2: I grew up in Northport, Long Island. The town at the time was a sort of like a lobster town on decline. Sort of cloistered, but also dangerous. Just kind of learned that you had to watch out for the older kids. I was in more fist fights by the time I was nine than I could even count. It was that kind of a town. In the summer of 1984, I was just starting to find my musical identity. And same summer, a 17-year-old kid named Ricky Casso who had lived on my block, Lured his friend Gary into the woods, and he stabbed him to death in the name of Satan. Northport, Long Island, a quiet community rocked by reports a teenager was dragged through these woods for a late night ritual of death. The subject is Satanism. Castle was into Satanism and rock music associated with devil worship. He got arrested wearing an ACDC shirt, and that was my favorite band at the time. I was had a tape case full of AC/DC. And here's the Rolling Stone article about the murder. The first time I ever saw the term dirtbag used in its like sort of period-correct vernacular is in the Rolling Stone article. Ricky was a dirtbag. He would have been called a dirtbag before the murder. That was like what people who listened to AC/DC and Iron Maiden and all that stuff, that's what they were. It shook the foundation of the whole entire town and what it meant to be a dirtbag or a metalhead. Suddenly, parents and teachers and cops, priests, everybody wanted to know what was in your tape case.
0: Right? Mom freaks out and is like, you're going to private school an hour and a half away. So he's like, hour and a half on the train to school, hour and a half on the train back. He's like, I just mostly daydreamed and worked on music. He's like, so the only thing I did was work on music. The other interesting part of the song is the part where it's like, you know, he's talking about the the bad guy. And he brings a gun to school. And he's like, well, the song came out almost a year to the day after Columbine. Yep. And people freaked out. They had to edit out the gun. It would be like, and he brings up record scratch to school. Because people were freaking out. He's like, Walmart would not carry our album. They sold guns. They sold guns in the gun department. But they they would not have Weedis' one-hit wonder album because because it mentions a gun. Yeah. Whoa. A lot of layers. A lot of layers.
1: That's a very interesting deep dive into this song that I've never really thought that much about until right now.
0: Man, it's so good. and just gets better with every listen. yeah. Noel. There is no Noel. No, that's just made
1: up. He was sitting on his
0: bed. He came up with a riff. Apparently it's an E, the same as Tom Sawyer or A C D C back and back. He changed it up a bit. He like loved A C D C the dude in the band. And he was looking up at a Cindy Lauper poster that he had above his bed. And he just was like kind of messing around. And he just was like, Her name was Noel. And he's like, Oh my God. All right. <laughs> okay, I
1: guess let's go He's with like, this. I guess we're
0: doing this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking about the pins earlier. True story, right? I was in San Francisco. I totally forgot my pin. I thought I was the dumbest person in the world to ever live. And I was actually, it was comforting to know that it happened to your husband on the weekend. Yeah. I'm not alone in just... Blanking on a four digit number that should be easy to remember.
1: Yeah, but you know, you think about how many passwords we have in our lives now. Yes. I mean when I when I was little, it used to just be my debit card that I needed a password for. Yep. And I used to sign my name for my credit card bill. Yeah. You know, oh, but now, yes. you know, we've got hunk hunk machine. Yes. Oh my god. Right. So now you just use a pin for your credit card if you need to do that at all. But Must then have been the have... golden
0: age of fraudsters back then. Yeah. Eh? You nowadays are like, oh, man, I got to do it all online. Boring so
1: hard. Um, but, you know, now you have passwords for everything. And so understandably, it's easy to forget some of them, especially when you're not using them all the time. Um, there I saw this article, uh, the 20 most common passwords in Canada. And um, apparently, hockey, baseball, and basketball are all in the top twenty.
0: Just the word hockey. Yeah, can okay. you believe that?
1: Canada was the fifteen most most common password in our country. In just Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah, just Canada. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know, then of course you've got your one, two, three, four, five, six. That's the top. Still. Yep. Still one, two, three, four, five, six. It's like God, people.
0: Legendary password. People.
1: Number two is password. Okay that's solid. Put that in
0: the Hall of Fame,
1: um, and number three is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh,
0: or you think you go a little bit further, mm-hmm. you'll trick' em. <laughs> exactly. True. I'm
1: gonna go all the way to nine, I bet you won't figure that one out. I'm go back to one and then I do enjoy number twenty on the list, Dragon.
0: oh, that's pretty badass. I better go yeah. check the right now,
1: yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's just something a little more complicated than just dragon. Dragon 123456789, one, exclamation mark.
0: Canada. Canada.
1: <laughs> yeah. Canadian
0: dragon 123456789, capital letter. Got it. Got uh, it. Okay, good. Uh, all right, that'll do it for the uh, program today. Thank you for listening to the Early Show Later podcast. Uh, normally we'd have some special effects, but uh, we're still but. experiencing some. Network challenges.
1: Yes, we're having computer difficulties, as I'm sure you understand. Everybody goes through those times. going to blame so, it on the flood. Yeah, let's do that. We did have water in this room during the atmospheric river, so <laughs> like, maybe that's it.
0: We have the X on the window. I guess has to be like this window needs to be replaced. Should we take bets on how long this tape remains an X on our window? Mm. Like, are we looking at this next summer?
1: Yes, it's that, that masking tape is going to stay on that window until it starts getting heated by the summer sun and, fall- and <laughs> falls off.
0: But it's going to leave us always with that you know, that uh, residue, that masking tape leaves and you leave it on too long. And yep. we'll always remember yep. Atmospheric River, I think that was what, four? Atmospheric River four or five? Oh, geez, I think it was five.
1: I don't know, but it was definitely the most eventful one.
0: It was the most eventful one. All right, guys, we'll call that a program. So thank you so much for being part of the show. You can always tweet at us. It's at Karen. C h a r i s, Caris. Hog, h o g g. And I'm at Jeremy underscore Baker. And you can always uh, you can hit the peak if you want at the peak.
1: There you go. And you can listen to our radio program live, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday to Friday. That's Pacific Standard Time. Nothing can kill the grimace. We're done here. <laughs>